0: 18 minutes, it's time for us now to get into a social conversation. We are talking what is industrialization, how can we be part of it. Our guest, Gugule Tuchitlaba, is on the line. Social Conversations. Nongkosi, thank you so very much for joining us. Uh, you are the chairman of Adamo Holdings and also Amanda Omnot, or a great man to speak to when it comes to inspire, inspiring uh, business ideas and knowledge.
1: Thank you so much um, and uh, good evening to you, the team in the studio together with the
0: listeners of SAFM. So, Nongosi, we are talking industrialization and uh, earlier I was saying that in South Africa, when I go to our... Traditional uh, industrial areas, right, you drive around them at Germiston and Gauteng, I'll name some, in Springs and Brackpan, you know, you, you drive around and you realize that a lot of the buildings have now become white elephants, dilapidated, not being used. And this has caused the, the rise in unemployment. Why have we found ourselves in a place where industries have closed down as a country?
1: Thank you so much, Manjul. Maybe to put this in context, I think it's very important to understand where South Africa is in terms of the standings, uh, the standing uh, uh, among the nations of the world. We are regarded as the sort of like uh, developing a country uh, and a country with huge prospects for growth. If only we could do the right things in terms of ensuring that We position ourselves internally uh, in terms of industrialization, as you have said, particularly industrialization, more than anything else, where we are seemingly seem to be adding value to our goods and making sure that uh, we create jobs. We identify those sectors in the manufacturing space. You remember. In economic terms, uh, when you talk economic aggregates, you've got your primary sector, uh, secondary, and tertiary sector. Uh, As much as our GDP is being now driven by the tertiary sector, which which is to to do with services, but that in-between element, which is the um, uh, secondary sector, which is manufacturing, is lacking in our country So much so that, as you have already highlighted, that you see buildings, uh, industrial parks not being fully used, you realize that the biggest problem lies within our country in terms of implementation of the policy framework that uh, already we have drawn up, because I think we do have very good policy framework in place in terms of Activating manufacturing, but the key thing is, are we doing it, or are we willing to really uh, jack up and and really take that uh, uh, you know advantage of manufacturing locally, thus creating jobs?
0: So let's let, let's get to a discussion around the the various. Um, uh, industrial revolutions that we've experienced—we've gone through one, two, and three—and um, and some have even forgotten the great strides that you know industry has gone through. And here we are in the fourth industrial revolution, while other countries are already speaking fifth and sixth. But uh, talk to us about them.
1: Yeah, you, you see, uh, Mantuoli, the, the issue here about, as I've already highlighted, uh, now about the, the the framework in terms of industrial uh, policy. I, I, you, you mentioned the Lane and other places. I'm, I'm privileged as well to, you know, crisscross this country to look at what exactly is happening, and what I think should be happening when it comes to how we need to grow our economy. But most importantly, uh, decimate this highest unemployment that we have. And I, and I, and I have a sense when you when you look at uh, our. Uh, provinces, because, you know, each province has got its own strengths, and uh, each area has got its own strength in the entire country, and each area is well mapped out. You know, South Africa is so well mapped out that it is known exactly where minerals and what type of mineral is where, in which province, and what belt is flowing anywhere, when whether you're talking diamond or gold or platinum, group metals, and all of those things. And that's South Africa for you. Um, but we, 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 we have got these policies which are sitting there within what is called now the DTIC, um, where, for instance, we've got the Industrial Policy Action Plan, beautiful piece of document, which when you read, you really get so excited and say, if we were to follow these types of policies that we've put down, um, whether they are found in the new growth path, or whether they are found in an agricultural policy action plan, what is called APAP, or even the National Development Plan, which is regarded as our Bible in terms of how we need to grow the country, uh, notwithstanding the issues that politicians would come and say, uh, it's not necessarily the vision and, and, and whatsoever, which becomes a confusion on its own, but I don't think we want to entertain that tonight. But the issue is, We've got all of these policy frameworks which are in place which do need to be implemented and which requires a very clear, you know, um, good, focused leadership in terms of implementing those plans. I'll just pick up as an, as an example, you know, in 2019 um, there was a presidential working group, I think it was when Nomvula Mokonyane was still the minister. Um, where 18 sectors were identified by the, the very same PWG being crucial to accelerate the GDP of our country. And one of those very key sectors which, had, which was identified and which is co- uh, chemicals, the chemical sector, w- which was looked upon as having a foundational role to play in supporting the growth of the country's industrial sectors, meaning just right across, because it was looked at as 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 being having as having been uh, uh, 12 times uh, the multiplier effect in terms of job creation, as well as five times the multiplier effect in terms of GDP, which means its contribution would significantly grow our cross domestic product, as well as create so much employment because of its multiplier effect. But you ask a question now. Why are we not having the follow-through on each one of those things, which we have pointed out just like the chemical sector and many other sectors when it comes to the industrialization uh, of our country? That's a big question.
0: a we are talking industrialization, and uh, we are hoping that you as an entrepreneur are are getting inspired, at least um, getting knowledge so that you can pull up those bootstraps and, and and forge forward because we need to create employment in South Africa. We cannot allow the status quo to be what it is. If you've got comments or questions around uh, the current state of where we are um, in, in, in business and industrialization, send those to WhatsApp number zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Our guest, Kukule Tuji Kaba, is uh, on the line to answer your questions. Now, Nongkosi, you know, when I'm looking at... Uh, Um, and you also spoke about it, uh, the uh, industrial policy action plan, uh, the new growth path, um, uh, you know, the agricultural policy action plan. We've got so many. Um, The national development plan. We've got all these, all these plans. But execution of these plans seems to not be getting to where it needs to. Um, On the grassroots, a lot of South Africans who are, enticed into getting to entrepreneurship don't have this information, don't understand how it works, don't understand how they can capitalize on it so we can create um, a a great path in industrialization. Why is this the case?
1: You see, Mantuli, besides the the responsibility that each of us, especially as entrepreneurs and as active citizens have uh, in terms of um, or should have in terms of reading and understanding these documents, um i think we've become expected in just producing documents after documents. you know mm. what becomes mm. even very funny is you have the government and the same ruling party um you know uh, you know leaders coming in and then coming and introducing something new on top of what already is there which has not been implemented and that's why that's why i'm 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 uh, it may sound sarcastic, but it's true that's why I'm saying. We just love producing documents um, because we don't we don't follow through. Uh, it's as if someone who's coming in today must just discard what the other leader was doing yesterday, so that um, there is no continuation. And that's that's one of the biggest problem. But the other problem is has to do with silositis, that that disease of trying to work um, alone, whereas there has to be that cross-sectional working where you've got uh, that communication that should happen between entities of the state as well as uh, entities of the state together with the, the, the people on the ground and entrepreneurs and kind of cascade that type of good quality information because you, you, you cannot make a very good quality decision if you don't have very good quality input. But, but importantly, Mandoli, I think... The, the the issue of us being um, a developing country is very crucial to understand that if we want to see ourselves at the level of developed countries, um, as we would want to do, we have to understand that there is a formula to get there. One of those formulas is to industrialize our economy. And in industrializing our economy, there has to be very bold decisions that we take to sort of like do your... substitute industrialization and look at in the basket of what we consume um, which is what we always talk about whether it comes to uh, forestry or furniture or whether it comes to the making, as we were talking at some point with over 280 million pairs of shoes we consume it is sacrilegious to have to import 75% of all the shoes we consume whereas we have got capabilities to produce locally. So if you look at just that and and, and all other sub of the um, sector of manufacturing, we are lacking and we don't seem to be jerking ourselves up uh, from firstly the government because we, you know, somewhat government is very crucial in here because they are the sort of like referee, so to speak, that should assist. Entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs in this country, world over, there is no huge success that entrepreneurs have experienced without the assistance of government. Some people may say we're dragging government too much. but It is a fact and very empirical that globally you would need government, particularly in a context of our country, that should come and play that particular role. But you'll have them asking uh, responsible as well and understanding how what those policies are. But implementation of those policies. Isn't, ha- isn't happening as it's supposed to be, uh, Manjoula. That's my
0: um,
1: uh, comment.
0: Let's go to our A-teamers on the line. I've got the A-teamer Mike on the line. Good evening, A-teamer. Good evening, Mike.
1: Yeah, hi. Good evening. And, uh, yeah, I'm just fascinated by, um, well, and also frustrated by the fact that, uh, yeah, we have so, so much unemployment in our country. But I just wanted to just p- pick up on one particular point and it was something you raised early in the, in the conversation, um, our policies in this country are not designed to attract appointment, uh, employment. Um, I, I, I tried to bring uh, 200 jobs into this country, uh, about a hundred thousand, uh, sorry, hundred million rands investment, um, and I failed to do that because of expropriation without compensation. Um, we are not making ourselves as a country welcome to foreign investors. We're not allowing the investors to, to put their, 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 get their factories here and build their factories here because we threaten them constantly with union activity, expropriation without compensation and, and outrageous labour laws. I, 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 I want to just say that, no, I think we need to have a restart and a rethink about where we are going in this country. Employment is critical. It's not about land. It's not about anything else. It's about the dignity of work. And we, as a country are not allowing foreign investors will come here with confidence and know that their factories and their investments here will be protected because we constantly threaten them with expropriation without conversation. Of course, one other thing is, of course, a BEE, which is fine, all well and good, but doesn't sit well with the international company which wants to make its own choices as to who they put in as directors and board members. Thanks very much
0: thank you very much Mike for um, the comment you know when I'm listening to you I'm, I'm totally understanding where you're coming from the frustration as a, a business person and having your business halted and if the policies were set and they were clear and clearly outlined it would be easy for international um, investors and local investors to to, to to put in their resources but we need to realize and remember that our country is one that is so unequal because of our history and some of these policies were set out to make sure that that we, we 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 equal the playing field. And um, yes, they are there, but the implementation is not always correct. We can't have a country where it's all willy-nilly. Anyone comes in and ends up oppressing those of the country. So we do need some of these, but the implementation. Google please come in here.
1: Thank you so much, Mantuli. Thank you, Mike, for your comments. Um, and and it's understandable where you come from. Mm-hmm. But I think, Manturi you've answered it very well uh, when it comes to the extractive nature of our economy and the historical fact that we cannot shy away from. You see, again, when it comes to that point alone, um, the poverty is acidic, Mike. You you, you see what is holding us in this country? It's just the, the small thread. That is my, uh, uh, you know, this is a small thread which is really assisted by your basic income grants. You go to townships, go to rural areas, see how many people are not working, don't have the means of production in their hands, especially when it comes to land. That, that, that will change your picture completely when it comes to how you view life in its real terms in South Africa. Um, so I come from rural areas and I've been struggling to get just one hectare of land to farm myself, you know. And and, and the, you can imagine how many people are still landless, even though there's some land that government has bought for people, we cannot deny that. But where I want to agree with Mike uh, 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 emphatically is the issue of um, the environment at times that is not uh, accepting investors, even local investors. I'm not even talking foreign direct investors, but I'm talking local investors. The, Mantua, there's a case here in, in Durban, Ghazulu-Natal, where I'm not going to mention the name, and these people wanted to put up a, a tallest building, beautiful architectural building that would become truly amazing here in South Africa. And I, I, I'm I one person who took them to all the authorities that you can name in the province, and they're having the investment and in everything that you can think about. But one, they, you would meet the politicians who... Would keep promising and say, "Yeah, I yeah, will do it. We'll do it," and they don't. They do nothing. And you go to uh, the officials, and the officials themselves again would not move. You know, we know about the issues of corruption in this country. It's just a topic on its own, uh, because it's out there in the in the in the domain where it is on the commission and all these other things. But these are some of the issues which are so uh, disheartening to talk about because. These investors I'm talking about, they've had to leave the country, uh, whereas they wanted to to invest billions of rands in this country. But because there was no receptiveness on the side of those that have been entrusted with political power to make decisions that are going to make the environment conducive for investment to thrive, and nothing has happened and people have been discouraged, the investment has moved over elsewhere. There's a number of such cases that I think some people know about, I know about for sure. But, and then you ask yourself, do we really want to change this country around and and, and, and reduce at least to a single digit, even if it's 9% unemployment, which I believe we can within three years? I, I doubt it.
0: There's another Eitima on the line, Elise. Good evening, Eitima Elilhe.
2: Evening, uh, Mandule.
0: Good evening. What's your question or comment?
2: Uh, I just want to comment. And I want to say, you know, the bigger problem that we lack courage, companionship, that determines company, that comes from unity between us and the lack of political will. Because I checked in our, especially in South Africa, out of Africa, we got government grants. Why must uh, ShopRite shopright in a location be owned by a single so we can easily take money from grand recipients, let's say two or three hundred of them, and get a shopright franchise in their name and they as the workers and all the shop and that shopping complex in any location under them, even on the taxis, why are they not opening suburbs on their taxi ranks, as big as they are, owned by them as taxi owners? Because most of these companies they over franchisees. Mm.
0: I hear you, Lise, and you know, every time a mall opens up in our communities, uh, people get excited. They say it's job opportunity, yes. um, uh, access to things very close by. We can literally walk. God, well, we have to be very, very cognizant of the fact yes. that most of these most of these retailers are not black-owned, yes. are not South African-owned. Most of those uh, people who work there don't work on a permanent basis, don't have good or fair working conditions. Uh, <laughs>
2: And this monthly, if we take all the money for this grant, it depends, let's say 300 for a year and we open a shop right for them, under them, they as the shareholders, as the workers, we easily
0: eliminate a lot of grants, oh, our down.
2: grant system and there will be tax, owners, tax payers also in there. All
0: right, Lisha, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, Google, please weigh in on uh, Google's comment, on uh, Lisha's comment.
1: Thanks so much, Patricia. Lisette, uh, your comment is very much uh, welcome. You see, we, we lack not just courage but vision at times. You know what you're talking about when when you're touching on malls. We, we are, I think, we are one of the top ten uh, countries globally with more malls than any other country, and 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 we are we we keep perpetuating and pushing this consumption economy mindset that we've uh, we've been accustomed to. And that is why we are talking industrialization today because you, you'd, you'd come to a township, you see uh, a mall, and and yet, just go to Mlaz as an example, you'd find much, just like in Kukuleto, just like in Kailiche, just like in Soweto, generally there's a lot of malls in our townships. and But go to Chatsworth. It's a township, uh, Chatsworth. But look at how many... Uh, hubs of manufacturing are around there and which 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 should give you an idea that we simply are pushing the consumption economy instead of productive economy and if sooner or later some of those malls may not be sustained that for the longest time because they they have to really be sustained because there is some production happening there so Just like how Johannesburg as an example was established, it was established out of the mines because there was production happening in many big cities for that matter. Um, The coastal cities like Durban, because of the the sea and the harbor and the the, the sort of like city gets established. But I I, I don't know the type of the, the, the development that we are going to have when we simply prop up malls everywhere to simply encourage people to be consuming and yet we are not uh, creating productive assets that are going to sustain those uh, consumption assets like the malls. So this is a very valid point, which more than just black people participating in those malls, it must be structured, uh, that whole economic architecture must be structured in such a manner that it is balanced. There is productive assets as well as those assets like
0: malls. Nongkosi, I've got uh, two voice notes that I'm going to close up with uh, before um, we go.
3: Hi, Patricia. You know, most of the attitudes of people like Mike are the ones that make people vote the corrupt agency and EFF. Because when they talk, they talk as if apartheid never happened. They talk as if a Hattigin Group Areas Act never happened. They talk as if Mike and or his father or his grandfather was not given preference based on their skin color. Now he thinks that that, yes, ANC failed to do all of that, but uh, to, 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 to ANC failed in 94 to date to, 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 to turn that around, but now Mike and sue so ANC failed. People like him, but after seeing that, they still want to pretend that it never happened. No, man.
1: Good evening, Patricia, and your guest, Carl from Durban. The trouble is, if there was a cooperative scheme launched for the residents of the suburbs and the shopping mall, guess who would control it? Uh, A consortium of... The construction mafia, the taxi bosses, the drug lords, and probably the police, and so much for that.
0: On that note, Gugu, uh, please comment on our uh, A teamers' messages, and also give us. Uh, your, your your closing comments. Actually, there's another there's another message here. Let me quickly read it. It says, hi, uh, SAFM. We can't blame President Ramaphosa Pasa for the sins of Jacob Zuma. The country is in a bad state because of Jacob Zuma. Zuma is the reason the economy is bad. Zuma is the cause of load shedding. I thank you. Mm, okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, so, well, I think the comments uh, were, were, by Mike were found to be unpalatable by one of our uh, listeners, of course, especially uh, understanding the history. I think we've answered that uh, to kind of like uh, educate Mike a bit about the importance of understanding where the country comes from. Um, we really do need to address quite a lot of things that are going to level the playing field. And uh, the, the the journey still continues, and it's not uh, going to be an overnight issue. I, I know there are a lot like BE. As long as you create the investor certainty, the BE, I mean the policy certainty. You know, it becomes important that, you know, when investors, whoever they may be, from anywhere across the world. I mean, we always make an example of Botswana here in terms of the ownership of diamond. In other countries, by the way, when you when you just know that the certainty on the policy is like this, but the problem is when it keeps changing, and you 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 cause people not to know how to sort of like interact with you and, and decide to invest in your country. So, but my last comment, Manduli, is as a developing country, let's stop mimicking just about anything that comes from uh, the developed world, just like this one of, of the power right now. And the power is the backbone of the economy, but look where we are at. Besides the strike that we've had, we've had power uh, the, the sort of like increases uh, up to over 500% in the past eight years, whereas that should have been You know our competitive advantage to say we attract investment from anywhere across the world because we offer cheap electricity, but we keep raising it, and we 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 don't seem to be understanding that there's a base load. We don't seem to listen even to our our engineers and our experts, but we just push this IPPs uh, willy nilly. And today we're in this problem, and there's going to be more problems to come just because of this.
0: Nungosi, how do our A teamers get in touch with you at Amandla Omnoto and uh, at Adama Holdings?
1: We prefer mostly our Facebook page, Mantuli, which is Amanda Omnoto. Just go and like our Facebook page, that's where we update our things. And uh, our website is Amanda Omnoto.
0: Excellent. Thank you so very much. Entrepreneurs, make sure you hit up that Facebook page if you'd like uh, more knowledge and also some assistance in terms of mentorship on uh, business ventures. It's 11 o'clock now. It's time for us to go to the beautiful Impossi for the final news roundup. Good evening, Impossi.